The Google Podcast app is going away in April. Right now, I want you to take a look at the podcast app you're using right now. Maybe it's time for a new one. Check out podcastapps.com and try a new one for free right now. That's podcastapps.com. I'm Andrea Askowitz, and this is Writing Class Radio. You'll hear true personal stories and learn a little bit about how to write your own stories. And I'm Allison Langer. Together, we produce this podcast, which is equal parts heart and art. By heart, we mean the truth in a story. And by art, we mean the craft of writing. No matter what's going on in our lives, writing class is where we tell the truth. It's where we work out our shit. <laughs> There's no place in the world like writing class. And we want to bring you in. Welcome to season eight. This is episode 70. And we have new theme music. Christine Corey has graciously provided us with our new theme music. She's a singer-songwriter who's been writing poems since the second grade. Her latest country folk releases are about love, heartache, and hope. To learn more about Christine and to hear her music, go to our website and click on the Musicians page. Thank you, Christine, for sharing your music with us. And thank you to all our musicians. Today on our show, we're talking about how to write about the unbelievable, things like UFOs and mediums and talking to the dead. In this episode, our narrator hears a voice from beyond. And here's what I never believe. Marriage is so great. Specifically when my mom says, my marriage is so great. Can you believe we've almost been married for 20 years and we are just so happy I hope you can find somebody just like blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I get it. And I've, I get it. I've seen a UFO too. I know. It is like a UFO. And I'm so happy for my mom, for sure. But the way it is said does not sound real to me. My mom's very, very lucky. She is. They are lucky together. They found this great thing. So it's true, right? Okay. I know it to be true. Right. But what I'm saying is when somebody says that, when she says that, or when anyone is saying like, oh, my God, I have the perfect marriage. My husband's so great. And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. Right. That's a lie. What's what's she not telling me? What is she trying to convince herself? Is she trying not to? So even if it's true, we have to be careful about the way we come across so that it's reliable. The person's reliable and believable. And we're not like, "Uh uh-huh, that crazy woman, you know. We believe people better when they show us the, the full truth. When they give us the good and the bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I never get any bad about my mom's husband. So maybe that's the problem. And maybe he is all good. No one's all good. Well, no, no one's all good. That's maybe she's the only choosing to see the good, which is a good thing. Maybe I should learn from. Uh, no. no, no. But anyway. It's not realistic. In a story. It's not reliable. Right. So in a story, you have to come up with the bad. And maybe it's not the worst thing ever. Maybe it's just not as good as the good. Or she has to say, can you believe there's not one thing I don't like about him? So she has to recognize that she may be sounding a a tad bit crazy. Then she would be knowing. She would have to know herself. She would have to know how she comes across. So in the story we're about to bring you, the narrator has to be not just reliable, but but extra reliable. Because otherwise, we're going to think that she's crazy. So she has to express some doubts You have to express some doubt or else you sound like a crazy person. And you don't have to try to convince anyone of anything. You just have to tell your story. Here's what happened. Take it or leave it. 
We've had a few episodes about creating a likable narrator, which by likable narrator, we mean reliable narrator. So if you want more on how to create a reliable, likable narrator, listen to likable narrator, be the biggest asshole in the story. And the reason why we called that episode that is because we're making the point that you can't be reliable. You can't be believed if you're going to just diss on all the other people in your life. You have to diss on yourself, too. You have to know yourself. You have to turn the camera around on yourself. You have to know exactly how you come across in a story. You don't have to try too hard. You just have to recognize. Right. Recognize how you're coming across. Yeah. We have, we talk about this likable thing a lot. And that is because it's very, very important. And so we have other episodes too. So go back and listen to A Time I Fucked Up. There's two episodes called The Time I Fucked Up. Time I Fucked Up 1, Time I Fucked Up 2, and Be the Biggest Asshole in Your Story to get a really good uh, understanding of how to create a reliable narrator. And we're going to talk about it more today because that's what this episode is about. It's about how to write about the unbelievable. And the way to write about the unbelievable is to be super reliable. And to be super reliable, you have to express doubt. You have to turn the camera around on yourself. You have to really know yourself. Yeah. And then in the story we bring you today, Pat Martin does all of that. When it first came in, I think I read it first and then sent it to you and said, oh, my God, you've got to read this. I believe in mediums and I believe in people who can talk to the dead and people who maybe know things and psychics. I'm one of those people who's super gullible and I believe things are going to happen. And I know you're not. <sighs> no. No, I'm not. Like when, whenever I call you and I go, oh, I talked to so-and-so. Right. You'll call me. You'll say, I talked to my numerologist and I'll, um, because I'm nice, I'll say, what do you say? Yeah. And I <laughs> talk to him a couple times a year, every year on my birthday, for sure, because I want to know what my year is going to look like. But for me to believe that you believe... You have to tell me, all right, I know this sounds whack maybe, or I've believed or not believed in the past. You kind of have to set it up so that I know you're not crazy. Right. Absolutely. And I know that already I'm talking to somebody who doesn't really believe. So in stories Mm -hmm. like this, I give you details. I'll tell you, he said, pay attention around September if you get a weird pain in your left bottom molar. I mean, that is how specific he is. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But if you get something, just pay attention. So I understand that, like, people who are going to see the other side of everything. And that's okay. And I don't have to convince you. But if I give you solid details of why I believe, then that's enough. You don't have to convince me. No. We don't have to convince anybody. And and in this this piece that you're going to hear. Well, let me just say this. My point in being such a disbeliever in your um, numerologist, is to say that we have a story that we're about to air where the narrator was able to convince me. She wasn't able to convince me that she heard a ghost or that she heard a voice from God, but she was able to convince me that she believed. Back after the break. I'm Allison Langer, and every Tuesday from 12 to 1 Eastern time, I host First Draft. It's a class... Kinda, because you'll get a little bit of instruction, but mostly it's a group where you come together with other writers online, write to a prompt and share what you wrote. It's the only way to get better. Come join me. Check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com or go to patreon.com slash writingclassradio to learn more. 
Hey, this is Allison, host of Writing Class Radio. I know there are many of you out there who don't have access to a writing group or someone to look over your essay or manuscript. If that's the case, I can help. I'm available to help you whip your essay into shape. I'll read through your draft, offer suggestions, line edits, and I'll spend time with you brainstorming for the best possible ending. But be prepared to answer the question, what is this story about? Because if you don't know, nobody knows. You know, sometimes it takes more than a bath or a long walk to figure this out. It takes a brutal editor who will tell you what works, what needs more explaining, and what needs to go. For more information, visit writingclassradio.com. Then email allison at writingclassradio.com. Use the code WCR and your first 15 minutes is free. We're back. You're listening to Writing Class Radio. This is Andrea Askowitz. Up next is a story submitted by listener Pat Martin. The story was previously published in Guideposts magazine. I am a psychiatric nurse. Having worked in the area for many years, I am tuned in to the types of tricks the mind can play. I don't want to give the impression that one would have to have a medical degree in order to identify when someone is experiencing a delusion, but the truth is, you don't. For this reason, I'm hesitant to share the experience that happened to me. I want to say, God spoke to me, but I hear how that sounds. Instead, I will simply say, something on the inside of me led me. Maybe those words are a little more palatable and will keep my unbelievable story from seeming like a delusion. Well, at the risk of seeming delusional, I'll tell the story just like it happened. I was riding in my car and I heard a voice say, go to Lenox. I'd been running around doing errands and minding my own business when I first heard the voice. I slammed on my brakes and looked over my shoulder in case someone had jumped into the back seat. But I was all alone in the car. It's just stress, I told myself. I was a private duty nurse out of work for six months and looking for a job. I took a deep breath and tried to clear my head. The voice came back though, again and again. Not sure what else to do. I turned my car around and drove 30 miles to the Lenox Square Mall, or as we locals refer to it, Lenox. I found myself in an upscale department store thinking, what could I possibly need at Lenox? Or afford for that matter. And yet I was there, trying to avoid sales ladies spritzing French perfumes that probably cost more than my monthly rent, all because of a voice. Had God sent me here to find the perfect interview outfit? I picked up a Burberry blazer, took one look at the price tag and put it back. I guess not. I left the mall and headed for my car, feeling foolish. Just as I was pulling out of the parking lot, I saw something strange. An elderly woman walking along the road. 
She was in her pajamas, barefoot. What in the world? I immediately knew from working with the elderly that she probably had dementia. Cars zoomed past her, their occupants oblivious. I couldn't just leave her there. I pulled up there to the woman and called out the window. Excuse me, can I help you? She mumbled. I asked again. This time, she pointed up ahead. Up there, she said. Here, why don't I drive you, I said. Hop in. I took the next side street and pulled into the closest neighborhood of houses. This was before cell phones, so I didn't have a phone on me. Maybe someone would let me use their phone to dial 911 and report the woman missing. Which house, though? They all look so similar except for one, a pale yellow colonial, something about it seemed to call out to me. Great. I thought, first, I'm hearing things and now I'm seeing things. I guided my new friend up the walk to the house and rang the doorbell. A woman came to the door, took one look at the woman in her pajamas and gasped, Mildred, my God, what are you doing here? Before I could say anything, a young man came up behind her. Then it was my turn to gasp. David, I said. I'd worked with him ages ago at a hospital in Atlanta. When I got over my shock, I explained what happened outside Lennox. David was stunned too. This is my mother's house, he said. She's good friends with Mildred and her husband, Harold. He called Harold, who arrived minutes later. My dear, how can I ever thank you, Harold said. It's not necessary, I said. I'm a nurse, just doing my job. He glanced from me to Mildred, a twinkle in his eye. Well, then what do you say? Up for a new assignment? I became Mildred's private duty nurse and cared for her for the next two years. Harold also became very ill, and I ended up caring for both of them. She did it. She did it. Yeah. yeah. I believe that she believed. Yeah? I do. I believe that she believed. I do. She starts off like knowing that this might sound crazy. And she does this thing that I think is really interesting that I just heard when I just listened to it is that she tells us with authority what she knows about the mind. So she knows that the mind can play tricks mm-hmm. on you. And she tells us that she's a psychiatric nurse. So she's seen it. She has seen people be delusional. And this is another thing that maybe we didn't discuss at the top, but because she's an expert in her field, she's a psychiatric nurse, so we know she has a degree, and she knows more than we do. So she becomes the authority. So now when she's telling us that she's seen things, but she's doubtful, and she doesn't want to seem delusional, so we get it. Like, this woman's aware, and because she knows more than we do, we're already, like, drawn to her, and we're willing to listen. And she's turning the camera around on herself right there. Yeah. And And then twice or three times she brings up doubt. 
She's like, oh, no, 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 no. Wait, that has to be just stress. And oh, no, 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 wait. First I'm hearing things. Now I'm seeing things. Yeah. I love that part. I loved her conversational style because she's talking to us and she's bringing us into her inner sanctum, right? She's like, oh, God, this crazy thing happened. I think I'm losing my mind. And I loved feeling like, ah, you know. That's true. Super close to her. In this instance, hearing her story made me feel like I was part of it with her. I think this story was well told, and I think she believed it, and I'm willing to go on that ride with her. Yeah, me too. Thank you, Pat. Thanks for sharing your story with us. Pat Martin is a nurse, pastor, speaker, and author of the book, You Can Get There From Here. She's also the founder and executive director of the nonprofit Kids Dance Project. Her philosophy for life is, character is better than talent any day. Writing Class Radio is produced by Virginia Laura, Andrea Askwitz, and me, Allison Langer. Theme music by Christine Corey. And additional music by Adriel Bershansky and Poddington Bear. Writing Class Radio is sponsored by The Launchpad at the University of Miami. There's more writing class on our website, writingclassradio.com, including video classes, stories to study, and editing resources. Contact us at info at writingclassradio.com. If you love this show and enjoy all the extras on our website, don't forget to hit the support us button and check out the writing classes and publishing insight we offer our Patreon supporters. Thank you to all the patrons who have joined our mission to bring people together through writing and sharing our stories. A new episode will drop every other Wednesday, so look for us. There's no better way to understand ourselves and each other than by writing and sharing our stories. Everyone has a story. What's yours? It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. This podcast will help you become the money expert among your family and friends. Just remember... Anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast.